Let's open our Bibles to Zechariah chapter 4. Toward the end of your Old Testaments, the prophet Zechariah. The Lord raised up two prophets to assist Zerubbabel, the builder, and Joshua, the high priest, when they returned from Babylon to rebuild the city of Jerusalem and the temple of God. These two prophets are specifically identified in Ezra and Nehemiah as having been raised up to encourage the people against the opposition that was being made against that rebuilding project. We have some wonderful words of encouragement in Zechariah chapter 4, beginning at verse 6. An angel is speaking to the prophet to give these words to Zerubbabel. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, His hands shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice, and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Amen and amen. Let's notice briefly that in this gigantic rebuilding project that faced Zerubbabel, it wasn't going to be accomplished by might or by power, but by his spirit. They had a small band with few means, and the project was very great to take this mountain of rubble and convert it back into the great city of Jerusalem. It had been lying there for 70 years in a state of waste and rubble, after having been leveled to the ground by Nebuchadnezzar the Babylonian. So the project was large. The project was intimidating. The project was overwhelming. And sometimes we face circumstances that are intimidating and overwhelming as well. And it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And this introduces our theme for today as to what's going to make our church great It's the power of the Holy Spirit, not our might, nor our power, nor our ability, but His blessing upon us. And that's what we want to seek for and what we want to emphasize in our church going into the future more than we have in the past. This is a wonderful promise to you that when you face something difficult, challenging, frightening, then you should remember this. It is not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The Lord can change anything. The Lord can do anything. And He is willing to help us if we will meet a few basic conditions of walking with Him. And so the word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel. And I want you to always remember those words, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. With the Spirit of God, we can do anything He expects of us. Moreover, we get to see here some more. 
Who art thou, O great mountain? God's going to turn this big project of yours, this overwhelming mountain, he's using it metaphorically here, into a plain. He's going to level it. This difficulty that you see as being very intimidating, he's going to level it for you. And the cries are going to be, grace, grace unto it. Because it's going to be shocking to the natural conscience of man that they were able to accomplish something so great in Jerusalem and with the temple because it's going to be all of God's grace that they accomplish it. And when he puts the headstone in place for this temple, there's going to be shoutings of grace because it's all of God's grace sending His Spirit that enabled them to do it. Moreover, we have more. In verse 9, the, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation. He's going to finish it. And everyone will know that the Lord of hosts had sent this angel to describe the Holy Spirit's power in assisting them by God's grace. They would finish the project. In verse 10 are words that should comfort us. For who hath despised the day of small things? From a human standpoint, there are small things in the pages of the Bible, and we are small things in the eyes of the world. But who has despised the day of small things? God, by His Spirit, is able to bless small things and turn them into great things. And we want to always remember that. Our church may be small in its facilities. Our church may be small in its numbers. Our church may be small in its illustrious members. But if we have the Holy Spirit of God, we have more than we need. We have everything. And we want to remember that. Who despised the day of small things? This little band of 45,000 total number of people that came back from Babylon was a small thing. You know, when they first saw David run out to Goliath, Goliath had some choice words for the young man that came out because he was rather small compared to Goliath. But who's despised the day of small things? David slew Goliath. Zerubbabel slew this mountain. And so we ought not to ever let that bother us. Beside the fact that we are part of the general assembly above and there's nothing small about it anyway. But even here, our small efforts, we think of ourselves intellectually, we think of ourselves physically, we think of ourselves, the energy we have, the understanding of God's word, we wish we had more of this, more of that. Don't despise small things because God the Holy Spirit can make up the entire difference easily. The young lad's lunch was kind of small. A few loaves and fishes, but it fed a multitude of 5,000 men besides women and children. And there were 12 baskets full of fragments taken up afterwards, and they all ate to their fill, according to the Word of God. Who has despised the day of small things? Let's not do that. For they shall rejoice... If you'll just get past that initial despising of something so small, they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. The plummet, a building tool for building a building, would be seen and would be used and would finish this temple because there were seven going to be with Zerubbabel. There were going to be seven with him. If you've read Revelation, then you know that there are seven spirits of God. And they were all going to be with Zerubbabel. And it says here, they are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. 
First, Second Chronicles 16.9 says, They are the eyes of the Lord that run to and fro through the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those that fear Him and whose hearts are perfect with Him. In Revelation, we're told that these are the seven spirits of God. God only has one spirit. It's God the Holy Spirit. But sometimes in the Bible, He is metaphorically represented as seven, a perfect number, a complete number, meaning it's all the spirit that we would ever need in the universe, and He is divisible. Remember, one of the attributes of God is His divisibility so that He can deal with each one of us or with each church while He's dealing with another church equally in a personal manner. Because it's the seven spirits of God and all seven would be with the church here in Jerusalem. And so there we have Zechariah 4 through chapter 4 verses 6 through 10 describing the great blessings of the Holy Spirit when the Spirit is in a church. When that candlestick has been taken away, they are nothing but an organization. They are a corpse, just like a body. When the spirit leaves it, it's just a dead corpse. And a church which has no spirit is a dead corpse. And Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from us, should be our prayer constantly. So let's not despise the day of small things. Let's realize it's not our might nor power. It's by His Spirit that we can do the things that He wants us to do, that we'll be able to finish the tasks God has given us to do by His grace. And we should be crying grace unto it and acknowledge that any profit and progress and prosperity that we achieve is by His grace. And the seven spirits of the Lord are with us. Let us pray. Holy Father, we thank Thee Lord of heaven and earth, that there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And we are thankful for the Holy Ghost this morning. Heavenly Father, we bless and we praise Thee at all times. Thou knowest. We thank Thee for the living Word of God, who was made flesh in our Lord Jesus Christ, And He is the cornerstone and head and centerpiece of our church. But we thank Thee this morning for the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that when the church regathered itself in Jerusalem long ago, You were there by Your Spirit with them. And that when they faced the daunting task, they were encouraged that you were with them, and that it wouldn't be done by their might nor by their power, but by your blessing. And Heavenly Father, we say grace, grace unto thee this day for all that thou hast done for us. We know that this assembly, and we individually within it, are by your grace. And we thank thee for the gift of the Holy Ghost. We thank thee that when the Lord Jesus Christ ascended up on high, His death and resurrection had purchased for us the permanent, indwelling ministry and power of the Holy Spirit for His churches and for us as Your children. We thank Thee, Holy Father, that we in our hearts cry, Abba, Father, unto Thee by the gift of the Spirit of Christ to us because we are Your sons. We do not cry, O Lord, to become sons, We cry because we are sons. And we bless and we praise Thee this day. Heavenly Father, in our flesh, 
We are corruptible. And He is holy. We are weak. But He is mighty. We are perverse and profane. Sinful and wicked. But He is holy. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We confess unto Thee the foolishness and wickedness of our flesh. We confess unto Thee not only our sins of omission and commission, but our sinfulness and our vulnerability to sin and our attractive, our attraction to sin of this world. O Lord, purge us from all iniquity and help us to purify holiness, to perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord that the Holy Spirit might have a fit dwelling place in this church and in our lives and in our homes. We thank Thee for the indwelling, permanent gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank Thee for the seal of our salvation being the Holy Ghost. We thank Thee for the earnest of our soon-to-be-occurring redemption of the purchased possession. We thank Thee that Thou art with us, that Jesus dwells with us, and that You abide with us by Your Spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask and we confess for our neglect in the past of Your Spirit. We ask this day that You would grant us a greater measure of Your Holy Spirit. That we would be so moved and so empowered and that we would have the truth of Christ revealed to us in dimensions and to an extent we have never seen before that our worship will be more acceptable in Thy sight and that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. The promises that Your Word gives us of what the Spirit can provide within us are wonderful and we thank Thee. O Lord, where we have neglected Thee, where we have sinned, where we have played the hypocrite, forgive us, for we are lying against the Holy Ghost when we do so. Show us these things this day and convict us of them that we will know the solemnity and the seriousness of this subject matter. We thank Thee for the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ who sat down at Your right hand and gave gifts unto men and poured out the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost and they turned the world upside down with that power. Those unlearned fishermen from Galilee, O Lord, with the power of the Holy Ghost, who should despise such small things? They turned the world upside down. We're thankful that Your Gospel was preached throughout the world and the Gentiles believed it. And we have believed it by that power. O Lord, be with us this day. Guide us in Your Word. Guide us as it is read to us, as it is preached to us. Let us humble ourselves before it. Let us embrace the truth that is there, the promises that are held out for our benefit and profit. We want to be a church in thy sight that brings thee great delight and pleasure. And we know that we are able to do that by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ that makes our sacrifices acceptable in thy sight and by the sanctifying grace of the Holy Spirit upon, through, in all that we do. Lord, reveal Your Son to us by Your Spirit this day. We thank Thee for Your gifts to Your church. Preserve and keep us. Bless and prosper us. 
that we might be all that you intend for us to be. Let us build this Zion. Let us build this Jerusalem in this place, a habitation for thee by the Spirit. Father, we pray for no less for our brethren scattered abroad. Have mercy upon them. We pray that you would preserve our nation in which you have chosen for us to dwell. We are blessed. We thank you for them. We thank you for it and we thank you for its government. And we pray your mercy upon our rulers. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for thy word. A book authored by the Holy Spirit, written by 40 stenographers who took dictation from thee. We thank thee for every word and its pages. And we pray that this day we will do honor to your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will do honor to the house of God, which is your temple, that we will do honor to the Word of God, which is His book, and that we will keep our bodies and spirits pure because they are not our own, they are His, the temples of the Holy Ghost. Hear us in these matters and bless us this day. We pray for our brother who is locked away at this time, O Lord, in the hospital, that you will have mercy upon him. We are thankful that the Spirit in him is the same Spirit that is in us. And we pray that he will have a kindred spirit with us at this time by your blessing that he does not have with his own flesh and blood family. Bless him right now and strengthen him with might in his inner man that he will not have any fear, but that he will boldly face his surgery tomorrow and that you will be with him from beginning to end through the entire healing process and that you have further things for him to do in this world. Remind him of that conviction that he has. Heavenly Father, we pray for Sarah sitting with us. Have mercy upon her. Comfort her by that same Spirit. Our healing is not by might, nor by power, nor by medical advances, nor by witty inventions, but by your grace. Have grace towards Sarah. We love her, Heavenly Father, and we pray your rich blessing upon her, and that you will stir up her heart and mind and spirit as well, and that you will strengthen her body and deliver it, as we pray for our brother Tim. Have mercy upon both of them. Now, O Lord, lead us into your worship, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.